Greetings, everybody. This is Jeff Desiato. You're listening to The Real Person, Real Needs Podcast. I'm so excited that you've tuned in today. Um, We're going to have to wait another week to have our first guest on the podcast. I had mentioned in the last episode that Marianne Lynch of Habitat for Humanity in Montgomery County uh, was going to be our very first guest. Um, That will be on our next episode. Um, So you'll have to wait one more week for that. But today I'm excited to get into a topic that I had prefaced a few episodes ago, the topic of the importance of reading and filling your mind uh, and keeping your brain stimulated with information. Now, I know a lot of people these days think reading is like, I don't know, it's weird. Like I've heard comments from people who be like, well, if you want anybody to really pay attention to your message. You need to do video. You need to do the podcast. You need to do that. Don't write though, because no one's going to read that. You know, um, one thing in real estate that they often tell you to do is they often tell you to send out flashy postcards and that kind of thing. Um, but you know, don't, don't get too long winded with this, with the information. Cause as soon as it's a, you know, a paragraph, they're not going to read it. Well, I'd like to give people more credit than that. Uh, something that I learned to do and was so excited to be able to do um, was begin to develop my writing skills. Something I've always loved to do is write. And uh, as I read through this book, you know, Defeat Mega Agents, I'm a, a big fan of Ryan Fletcher, Agent Marketing Syndicate podcast. I encourage you to check them out as well uh, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, but he talks about writing, and he's a copywriter, and the idea of getting your message out there. And I think it's only people who don't discipline themselves to read that say things like that. Because those of us that spend time in a book or two or three at the same time, depending on who you are, we understand the value. And you also understand that when you read something and something's in black and white, it allows your brain to chew on it and you become a bigger evangelist for whatever it is that you see or that you read. I, I personally can attest to that. When I'm reading a book, it shapes the way I think about things for the duration of me reading that book. Maybe you can relate to that. But there's the old adage, readers are leaders. And it's a cute thing that we teach our kids so that when they complain about reading in school, we say, hey, readers are leaders. And then they go, okay, I guess I have to read. Now, let me preface this by saying I hated reading in school. I read the bare minimum that I could. But, you know, once I got out of school and it wasn't something I was being forced to do, it became something that I started to cherish. And uh, I actually remember I started to read books. I read a book series uh, that my wife turned me on to, and it was actually a young adult series called The Tripods Trilogy. And this is, it's just fiction, obviously, but I remember reading that and not being able to put it down because it was written so well. And I realized, wow, man, I really love the feeling. I love how my brain works when I'm reading. It's It goes into hyperdrive. <clears throat> um, and that's the one thing I want to convey. And that's something that I think is really I've seen in the lives of other entrepreneurs. And you can you know just do searches, TED Talks, whatever you want to do. If you go online and you find out about the top entrepreneurs, they are voracious readers. I know some people that read, you know, there's one man who makes it his goal to read a book a day or a book a week. I forget. It's something ridiculous, something that most people can't do. I think it's like a book a day. Uh, That's basically all he does. He just absorbs information. And it's important that when we read, we're not reading just fluff. 
but we also aren't only reading things that affirm our view on things because if we could be hurting our own ability to craft our message when we're only reading people that are saying the same things. So this goes for anybody. This goes for uh, Republicans reading you know, democratic literature and vice versa because how can you have a, a well-rounded understanding of something unless you see it from all sides? The problem with our society oftentimes is that we don't look at things from multiple angles. We only look from it through our tunnel vision. And then when somebody comes with an argument that we did not consider because we didn't do our homework, our entire view looks uneducated. And that's not what we want, especially when we're talking about from a business standpoint. You want to be well-read. There's no excuse for anyone to be out there putting themselves out there as an authority or as a a trustworthy figure if they haven't read what they're doing, if they haven't studied. You know, I'm I'm the kind of person that likes to follow instructions. I want people to just tell me what I need to do, you know, write it out for me and I'll follow it. I love to cook. That's one thing that I'm really passionate about. And I really don't understand how people say, well, I can't cook because every recipe – like you could find a recipe if you follow it the way it's written, you can cook. Otherwise, you're not a good reader and you're not good at putting what you read into practice. So that's a whole other issue. For me, I I, I like to follow recipes, but I also like to create and I like to, you know, dabble and, and just throw things together that there's no rhyme or reason to it. But when it comes to reading and the importance of it, I, I have a couple of books that I've read and I've just like been so enamored with. And I recommend them to anybody that I talk to. One was Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. Look it up. Wild Goose Chase is another one. I'm reading one right now called Start by John Acuff. Uh, I read his previous book, Quitter. Um, there are plenty. I have a list in a queue full of books that I'm, I have to get through. But I also – I mix in some fiction there, but not just you know dull fiction. I mix in – uh, things that really stimulate the brain. And uh, Sean Hopkins is a friend of mine. He's an author. I recommend his books. Does so much research in his books. There, you know, I guess you would throw in thriller, maybe a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of uh, supernatural thriller kind of feel to it. I also like political thrillers. Uh, you know, things like that. I, I like things that really get the brain pumping. I don't like fluff. Uh, and I know a lot of people out there, they read, but what they read doesn't, it doesn't add to their vocabulary. It doesn't add to their point of view on things. It's just for entertainment and that's fine. But let's go back to this idea where people said like, people don't read anymore. That's ridiculous. I mean, we look online and everything's scroll, scroll, scroll. And if it's longer than a couple sentences, we lose interest. If there's a video that's longer than a minute, nobody wants to watch it. Things like that. Well, I, I don't agree with that. Because if what you're reading is interesting, if it's if it sparks a curiosity in you, you will read as much on that topic as you can. Think of it this way. How many of you have gone onto Wikipedia, found some information about a, a book that you like or a movie or whatever, or an actor, and you find yourself an hour later having read up on everything and gotten caught in the what they call the Wikipedia vortex where you just – you you know click on all the different links you you see this person and that person and I fall into this a lot I'm a Wikipedia junkie even though the information is not always 100 percent accurate it's gotten a lot better though because they source the material and all that stuff but what I find really interesting is how 
you know, if I'm watching a movie, immediately I'm on Wikipedia because I want to know every single thing about that movie. Will that information ever come up in a conversation? Probably not. But there's something in me that has this this thirst to increase my knowledge base, to expand in needless trivia, whatever it may be. But I think that helps me it helps me in my my business approach, it helps me in my life because as I said, I didn't go to college and I had to teach myself how to read and learn and apply. Not that I didn't know how to read, but that's not what I mean. But I had to – I was forced to educate myself to the degree at which I could succeed as an adult. You know, I went through high school and I did well. I was always a good student and always succeeded in my subjects and had good grades and all that stuff. But there's something that goes beyond that where it's on you then to take the next step. And I think, unfortunately, one of the reasons I, I struggle with the whole education system and the college and all that is I find that people lose the ability to want to learn. We don't teach our kids how to learn. We just teach them facts that we want them to learn as long as the test is in view. Once we pass the test, it's over. All that information is right out the door. The purpose of schooling, and I heard a good podcast about this. Actually, uh, Dave Grohl from the Food Fighters. Um, there's a podcast called Off Camera, which I really enjoy, considering that I I do a lot of things in the performing arts arena, and I like this podcast. But he he dropped out of high school, and his mom was a teacher, and she allowed him to do that because he was pursuing music at the time, and she knew about him that he had the ability to figure it out, and that he knew how to apply himself and to learn, which is what school is supposed to be for, is to teach people how to learn, to give them a desire to go further. But what it's become is you need to check boxes, and then you get a diploma. And that's why a lot of people that come out of the you know, the college ranks, they come into their first jobs, and they're, they're ill-equipped to handle what life is like out there in the real world because they were being having their hands held and being spoon fed through their entire uh, elementary school, high school, college, what have you. And <clears throat> it's a challenge. They have to overcome it, especially because they, they have this dream or this, this picture of what life's going to be like once they get out there and they realize, I don't know anything. I need to learn what life is like and how to hold down a job and how to work hard and how to increase my knowledge without having to drop another 30, 40 grand in college loans, etc. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast to start picking up books again, the library. Amazing. What a thing. You know, one thing that the government actually does that is, is helpful in a lot of ways is that you can go to the library and even if they don't have the book you want, you can check the whole county's library system and have them send it to you in some special space suit thing. I don't know how they get it from one library to another, but uh, you can get books and you can read them and it's amazing. And with the internet and the tools that we have, you can – if you're looking for a specific topic, there's ten top ten lists and booksellers and all this that can tell you – to find the best books in whatever area of interest you have, etc. And I I just encourage you, I implore you, put down the phone, 
And I struggle with this, so I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else. This phone addiction, and I promised myself that I would not be that person that couldn't respond. You know, I I am so convicted and so guilty of having my phone at the dinner table, and I hate that about myself. I'm just keeping it real here. It's real person, real needs podcast. Might as well. I hate that about myself that I can't part. I can't separate. And I promised myself that I would never be that person. I was one of the last people you know that got a smartphone. And I said, I don't want one because I don't want to become attached to something. When I sit with a book, man, I am on another plane. I am learning. I am feeding my soul and my mind. When I have my phone, I almost feel like I'm depleting my soul and my mind. It's like all my intelligence is leaving and I'm just this drooling Neanderthal. With this stupid phone and my crick in my neck because I can't look up and look eye to eye with people. Can you relate? Have you seen people like this? The people that just are always on their phones? I saw this funny meme and it said, hey, if you're interested, I'm having a party later this week. I'm inviting people over to come and stare at their phones the entire time. You're welcome to come. And I'm like, oh, that's such a scathing indictment of our society, but it's so true that – We've lost the connection with people, but we've also we've lost our desire to actually learn real information. We take what someone posts on Facebook as though that's reliable information. We we look at Snopes and we we look at Wikipedia as an example of like this is me studying, this is me getting learned, this is me improving my brain capacity, but it's not. I don't understand the whole ebook thing. I can't read an ebook. I need a paper book, a hardback book. I need to be holding it. I need it to be tangible. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is people that like read books on their phone or have their Bible on their phone or something like that. That's a whole other topic. But it drives me batty because that thing can go away. If I drop my phone in my toilet, oh, all my books. Oh, I don't know what to do. It doesn't make sense. I love sitting in my bed with my with a book. It's better for my eyes. It's better for my neck. I can scribble notes in there. I can fold pages. I make it mine. And the wear and tear on my library shows how much I've learned. It shows how much I've put my put into practice what I preach as far as wanting to go further, to go longer. Uh, a couple quotes about reading. This is a funny one. It's Groucho Marx. <laughs> uh, this is kind of uh, just to summarizes my view, I guess. I find television very educating. Every time somebody turns on the set, I go into the other room and read a book. <laughs> I love it. I love TV. Don't get me wrong. Um, I watch it so much less than I did when I was a kid and when I was a young adult because oftentimes it's just – I don't have time to follow all these shows. There's so many different options. I find one that I like and I just focus on that or two maybe. I used to watch everything. I used to just be on the TV all the time. Now I turn off the TV and I read a book. I feel like it's such a greater use of my time because I'm improving my understanding of things because I pick and choose what I want to read, but I also – there's limitless amounts and it's not commercialized. You're not getting interrupted with commercials like you are with TV and all this stuff. It's There's something so pure and there's so much – I can't even, can't even explain it. But basically I should just be saying for 20 minutes, 
go out and get books, go out and get books, read, 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 because that's really the gist of this episode. But it's, I'm amazed by how few people read. I really am. Another funny one is Mark Twain says, classic, a book which people praise and don't read. <laughs> I know one pastor that I like to follow. Uh, he's in Portland, Oregon, but he made it a goal of his to read the top 100 American classics in literature. So he's just going through them. I think that's pretty impressive. I don't think I could do that because I've read some classics, quote unquote. I read The Secret Garden because I was in that show last year and I was like, oh, I'll get some backstory. Man, that was dull. And I know so many people that grew up reading that book and I don't understand how any child could read through that book because there's nothing happens, nothing at all. So it's not my taste, obviously, the little slow things and, and People praise The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and stuff. And I tried to read The Hobbit, and after 50 pages of describing what color green the woods and fields were, I was like, okay, nothing's happened. I can't read anymore. That's why I, I tend to lean more towards nonfiction now. I, can't, you know, I read fiction every once in a while, but I get so much more out of nonfiction. And no one reads nonfiction. I mean it's like – it's impossible. I love biography, autobiography. Because it's information, it's things that you you know you can apply, especially autobiographies and biographies. You can see people that you admire and how they got to the place that they are now. <clears throat> and as an entrepreneur and someone who's who's kind of forging my own path, I want to see these people. I want to see how they got to where they are. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, you want to as well. You want to get out there. You want to be filling your mind. And and for me. One of the things that I'm challenged with doing and it's tasked with doing in my business is writing because I write my newsletter, which is, you know, it's a front and back page. It's not a lot. I write my blog, obviously. I write emails to people. And if I hadn't learned how to read well and haven't continued to read, how, what am I, where am I going to get my material from? A lot of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast and stuff that I write and post on my blog and et cetera is the result of the last two years of reading because once I started to feel this burning and this desire to go out on my own and to start my own business and all that, I started reading because I was like, I don't want to go, you know, maybe I'm just going crazy. Uh, you know, I didn't want to do that, but I'm amazed by how much I've gotten out of it and how much it's changed my perspective on things in my life. Um, there's a couple more quotes. I just think they're really cool. Do not read as children do to amuse yourself or like the ambitious for the purpose of instruction. No, read in order to live. So this is even going beyond what I'm talking about as an entrepreneur saying like just read so you can get lots of information. Read in order to live, this guy says, Gustav Flaubert. <laughs> I don't know how you say his name. He actually said if you're not reading, you're not living. I mean I wouldn't go that far, but hey, it's true. Uh, Francis Bacon, <laughs> some books should be tasted, some devoured, but only a few should be chewed and digested thoroughly. My concern with our society is people that make comments like, nobody likes to read. Don't give them things to read because then you won't get them. Well, maybe I don't want to work with people that don't like to read. Maybe that's my way of rooting people out of hearing my message because I'm a wordy, long-winded guy. It's just the way I am. And don't tell me that people don't like to read because last time I checked, Harry Potter was pretty successful. Last time I checked, the garbage that is Fifty Shades of Grey was the most sold book ever. And I know that had to do with e-readers and e-books and all that stuff because people wanted the 
discretion of having that type of disgusting material. But people will read if it interests them. It's a, it's a, a cheap excuse to say you don't have time to read or you don't like to read. Well, make yourself like to read. Start to read things that you would actually be inter- have interest in. If there's a certain uh, line of work that you like to do, find a book about that line of work. Just to whet the appetite, to get the, the, the wheel spinning. Because you'll be surprised once you start to find that passion, you start to exercise that reading muscle again in your life. You're stimulated. Your brain, all of a sudden, it's open to thoughts that you were like, oh, wow, I, I never thought of it that way before. I never saw it from that perspective before. And I find it so crucial, as, as such a crucial part of my life that I, I want to dedicate time in my day to reading. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. I know a lot that – and I listen to podcasts about entrepreneurs and stuff, and they, they read like the first three hours of their day, they're reading. Now, for me, I read my Bible. I read a devotional or some of some kind. But I, the the devotionals and things that I read, you know, for my spiritual health, oftentimes they're too fluffy, you know. To be honest with you, I read a book that's a the, a doctrinal book or a, a book of theology. Right now, I'm reading a book called "Is God a Moral Monster?" Understanding the Old Testament God, and that's what I read with my Bible. And you know. I know a lot of people out there don't read the Bible, so I'm not trying to exclude you, but I'm saying like you need to find that thing that it's like your go-to. You pick that book up in the morning. It's like part of your ritual. And then when you finish that one, go to another one. And something I haven't really done, I've, I've only a handful of books I've read more than once, but they say if a book has isn't good enough to be reread, then you shouldn't read it at all. So you might as well try to reread some of those books that you remember being a fan of. Right now I'm reading to my children. And uh, it's a book series that I read as a kid because I was really into baseball. And it's called the Angel Park All-Stars. They're books from like the 80s and 90s. And they were – oh, man, they were awesome when I was a kid and I could read them on my own. They're chapter books and everything. And I'm reading them to my kids. They love baseball. <clears throat> There's 14 books in the series. They're like 90 pages each book. And we're up to book 10. And what's amazing is that my children, they're eight and uh, five and a half, they love to read. And I know it's because they look at their parents, and my wife loves to read as well. They see us sitting on the couch with a book, and they want to mimic that. They want to follow in our, in, in our example. And I'm not saying that we're a good example because there's tons of things that I'm not a good example for my kids in doing. But I, I was like, man, why did they let my, my son, my younger son, has been reading since he was three. We didn't even teach him to read. But he's exposed to it. It's a part of who he is. Turn off the TV and put your kids in front of books and you'll be amazed at what they can achieve and what they can accomplish. But why is it just the kids? We as adults need to expand our brains and our minds to reclaim that youthful brain that's always curious, that's always wanting to import new information and knowledge and strengthen our psyche. It's an exercise. And I encourage you, Start today. Look online for like top 10 bestsellers, blah, 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 whatever you want to do. Start reading the classics. Go back to a book that you remember loving as a kid and start reading it again. Even if it seems silly to read it now as an adult. Whatever you can do to add reading into your daily diet, I encourage you to do it because man, oh man, it has made such a huge difference in my life. And part of this podcast is talking about self-improvement, 
because I'm, I'm I'm exposing my own life and and shining a light into my own life and my trials and errors and all the things that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. So if if anything that I'm going through and experiencing can be helpful to somebody else, I'm open to sharing it. You know, on this podcast. So it's not just going to be about my real estate business. It's going to be about me and my life and my view on things. So anyway, that's really what that was a huge long episode about reading <laughs> and. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I really appreciate those of you who have emailed me or gotten in touch with me through social media. You can go on realpersonrealneeds.com to find out more. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Real Person, Real Needs. Just search that in the iTunes store. You'll find it. Again, I'm Jeff Desiato. Send me an email, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, at realpersonrealneeds.com. The downloads are coming slowly, growing, and steadily growing, which is awesome. I encourage you to share this with anybody who you feel may benefit from this, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. So until next week, thanks a lot for listening, and Godspeed. Godspeed.